I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome into the Steelers Sunday night Q&A. And what a Sunday night it is. It is a the first Sunday night where we can say that the Pittsburgh Steelers are locked in to another game, this time in the playoffs. It is Steelers locking up a playoff spot after winning on Saturday and a Jacksonville Jaguars surprising loss to the Tennessee Titans on Sunday afternoon. We didn't even have to stay up late, Steelers fans, but you're here. We're glad you're here. And I'm here, Jeremy Betts, joined by my guy, Brian Anthony Davis. Bad. It's been a, a good weekend. How are you tonight? Yeah, it, it's been fantastic with it, the exception of an injury to TJ Watt. But, yes. you know, that's uh, still with the fortunes on the scoreboard and getting the Steelers into the playoffs. The only thing that anybody can be upset about is if you wanted the Pittsburgh Steelers to be on Knox next year, it can't happen because they're not out of the playoffs for two years in a row. But if that's the worst thing that happens, it is going to be a great freaking week. It absolutely is. And we don't know at this point when the Steelers are going to play or who they're going to play because that will be determined with Sunday Night Football. So many of you probably will be staying up late um, just out of curiosity to see how it all plays out. But um, the Steelers are in, baby, and that is all that matters. Uh, Brian, you did talk about the TJ the Watt injury and how uh, big that is. You know, it's it's a tough loss, um, obviously, for this team. But, uh, you know, I think we'll, pr- we'll probably get into it later when, when we're talking about it. But um, just kind of give me your thoughts about the team real quick, just in, in brief. Before we start answering some questions, um, tell me your thoughts about it, about this team compared to maybe some of their more recent playoff appearances. How do you feel about their chances this year? Well, it's definitely different. And because yeah. you, you don't have Ben Roethlisberger in there. And Ben Roethlisberger would have given you great experience, a winner. I mean, the guy who knows how to win Super Bowls, knows how to navigate through the playoffs. But it's also not... On the positive side, though, too, would be if you did it with not having Ben is the fact that you have a team that is more united. There's not one single veteran besides 
besides Chris Boswell and Cam Hayward that have won a playoff game with this team. So there's not one saying, well, back in my day, this is how we did it. So that's kind of a good thing. They're more of a fresh team. They're very united. They, they do. This is not a team that plays down to competition as much. And I know you can go back yeah. and say that, well, Hey, wait, they lost to two, two win teams back in December, but that's different because you were dealing with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback when that yeah. happened. So this team seems united. They seem hungry. I'm excited about the prospects. I don't think they're going to get blown out on the playoffs. I'm not saying that they're advancing after the first week, but I think they've got very good odds that they can. Yeah, I agree with you. I really do. And I think that it doesn't necessarily matter who they go play because the AFC is flawed just all the way through outside of maybe Baltimore. And that is the team that the Steelers have the most familiarity with out of any of the teams in the postseason here, except maybe Cleveland. So you've definitely got a shot. If you, Hey, if you can, if you can win game one, somehow you're going to Baltimore. I mean, that's, that's probably how it goes. Uh, unless, unless you get um, that sixth seed and and somehow um, the seven, which would be, which would be Buffalo, I guess, if they lose, um, unless they somehow win a game and, and end up going to Baltimore. But um, it's very likely that that would be your second matchup. Now, let's not get ahead of ourselves, obviously, right? We've got a lot to do in the meantime. Let's go ahead and talk. I, I like that. Questions. I like okay, that. So yeah, can I jump in on that? Because we yeah. were talking about we were talking about this at the end of the we had a post game show, an impromptu post game show today when the Steelers did clinch, and it was Jeff Hartman, it was Dave yeah. Schofield, and myself. And one thing that we talked about at the end is if you go ahead and get that sixth seed, that means that Buffalo is the seventh seed, and that Buffalo would be one of the most dangerous seventh seeds I've ever seen. They'd be yeah. more of a dangerous yeah. seventh seed than Pittsburgh would be which means that if both the six and the seven in that case advances, that would mean that Pittsburgh would be playing the winner of Cleveland and the Houston Texans. Yeah. Buffalo would be going to Baltimore. Mm. So that's an easier road that way. And yeah. when you look at the chiefs right now, the chiefs are, they're a team that won the Super Bowl the next last year, but they do not look like a team that is poised to repeat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. A hundred percent. They're that they, they uh, always, you got Patrick Mahomes, you have a chance, right? I mean, that's the kind of the kind of team they're going to be Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reed, that counts for a lot. That's like, don't let Belichick and Brady in the playoffs. They're going to do something. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, that is, that is the thing to, to watch here. Um, but Hey, good, good stuff from Dave here saying Steelers were five and three uh, this season against teams who made the playoffs. That's a good record. Um, that's, that's very good. And, and two of those losses, well, uh, two of those losses are to the teams that, um, that they're playing or that are playing each other in, um, the first round in Cleveland and, and Houston. So, um, one of those teams will get eliminated and, and you've got things to watch for. You've got you got things to anticipate here. So we can play the what if game all we want to. That's part of what this 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 show is about um, as the Steelers Q&A. Let's get to some of these questions here. Um, a, a fun one first from Afton Forehead, one of our regular listeners. Thanks for tuning in, Afton. Did you enjoy the Steelers tweet about the terrible towel karma as much as I did? 
Uh, Brian, I don't know if you saw the Steelers official tweet um, from their official account about it, but it was uh, the epic trolling that the Steelers are, are known to do uh, recently on their social media and really just a fun, uh, lighthearted, but also don't mess with our terrible towel tweet that we're used to seeing. Good stuff. What was it? When will Yins learn? Was that what when it was? When will Yins learn? That's what it was. Yep. <laughs> well, absolutely. That's classic. Also, they showed some karma from December 6th or something from Jacksonville's Twitter feed that said, mm. get your playoff tickets now. <laughs> yes. Your- <laughs> oh, man. That is uh, that is the worst situation for the, the Jacksonville Jaguars social media team uh, right there to have to figure out how to take that one down gracefully. Uh, not fun. Here's another question. This one from another regular listener, Vinny Aguakun. Uh, do you guys think they should start Minka and Rowe as the two safeties and then have KZ as the third safety? That is a, a good problem to have. I heard you guys talking on the uh, emergency post game, if you will, uh, breaking news podcast today, talking about the safety situation and how really with Eric Rowe playing so well, it creates kind of a a, a good problem for Pittsburgh. Um, I, I think he's been playing too well to take him off the field for a guy who hasn't played for three weeks. Um, now, will you rotate those guys regularly? Yes, absolutely. But uh, th- the way Eric Rowe has been playing, he has he has been a plus addition for this team and not just a fill-in type of guy that you would expect from a guy you pull off the couch. So I like this actually from Vinny. Start Minka and Rowe and then uh, move KZ in in, in sub-package football get him rolled out slowly um, this time around and and see what he can bring to the table. He's going to be a little bit more fresh, obviously, but I think that this is a really set up by Vinny here as a, as a good um, formula. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, and there's a possibility that Trenton Thompson comes back too. And you really yep. want to give Roe priority over Trenton Thompson. Now, another thing to remember here, because there are a lot of safeties, Pat Peterson will need it back to cornerback in this situation. This is something we discussed on the post game show as well, because you, you would probably, he's the safety of the future. I get that. When I say of the future, he's an old man, but in 2024, <laughs> right. he would come to camp as a safety. Let's put it that way. But what I want to say about all of this is for the playoffs, you probably want him back in that spot. If you're getting Minka and KZ back, and that would bolster, it's definitely going to bolster your corner by your corners by moving him back there. Yeah, yeah, it would for sure, and and that way everybody moves down a rung on the ladder, right? Levi Wallace moves down a rung, and uh, um, James Pierre moves down a rung. That can only help you in the long run uh, and in any game that you you would face. Um, I I kind of like. Um, you know what what we're seeing from the Steelers secondary how they've kind of come together despite having so many moving pieces and missing pieces in and out of the lineup it's been very impressive to watch and you've got to credit Terrell Austin and Mike Tomlin whose roots are in the secondary as well for really saving face back there when it could have gotten really really dark for this team um, and looked like it was, it was going that route um, saved the day by guys like Eric Rowe and Patrick Peterson with his versatility 
But now you've got the versatility to move them back. That should help you out a lot as well. Uh, let's pull up a question here from Captain Underpants. Two questions, one each. Jeremy, do I get an invite for a second season in fantasy? We'll talk about it, Captain Underpants. We'll talk about it. We love to have you back for sure. Uh, and we may have to expand this year as well uh, with as as many requests as we have gotten. So we will keep you in the loop about that. Especially since you kicked me out. Yeah, you know, we did we kick you out. Invite this year. We, we got you a little late in. Oh, man. Well, we do apologize about that. Andrew and I will will come uh, seeking forgiveness somehow this offseason. Guaranteed. Uh, Brian, and then he's got a question for you as well. If we go to KC, do you like our odds? We've talked about it. What do you think? Yeah, you know what? It's uh, Am I going to go ahead and pick the Steelers? I'm not going to say that I am. And the only reason that is because there's some superstition involved when I do pick the Steelers. I actually ended up picking them this week. So that's fine. But I, I do like the odds. Uh, there's something about KC that worries me, though. And it's the fact that they do have that championship mojo and it always yeah. seems to be at the end, they figure it out. But I followed, man, that Christmas day game, I watched all of it and they were not right in that game. Right now, did they win by one point today? You can't count that when Mahomes is sitting and all these other guys are sitting and uh, you have a, a new running back on the team because Pacheco's set sitting. So, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of like the fact that they won today. I wanted the chiefs to win. And I think somebody mentioned something. Somebody mentioned earlier that it seems that uh, Kelsey's head is somewhere else. Um, it seems <laughs> like uh, there's no receivers there as well. And it, it's, you know, after a while, you see this, and, and you you saw this with the 70s Steelers. You win two, and then even though you've got a very good team, it gets harder and harder to repeat because once you get bigger, once you mm. get once you're on top of that mountain, it's so much easier to get knocked off than to stay on it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is, and we'll we'll see how it all plays out. But obviously you've got a team in Pittsburgh who they're going to be so excited to be here in these playoffs. They're going to obviously play extremely hard. And um, one thing that we haven't really gotten yet from, from the questions here, uh, Brian, that I wanted to talk about specifically uh, is in regards to TJ Watt. And we saw um, a couple years ago, right. When TJ goes down um, the, the struggles that the team had for eight games where, you know, then they were crawling from a, a four game, five game in the whole deficit to try to find a way to get to nine and eight, which they did in 2022. Um, but it, it wasn't great, but that's with TJ Watt missing time and not a lot behind him. That's different this year. Marcus Golden and um, everybody's favorite defensive rookie right now. Um, Nick Herbig playing pretty good football. Is this is are, is this Steelers team built this year to better withstand a TJ Watt injury in a moment like this, or is this going to be a an issue for them um, that they they can't overcome? What do you think? 
Wow, that's a fantastic question. So let me start with this. TJ Watt is irreplaceable. There is no saying that you're you're fine without him because you have very good players in Marcus Golden yep. and Nick Herbig. But you could also say, though, that they are the best bets to go ahead. Yep. They're probably deeper at three and four than any other team in the league at outside linebacker. So I, I would probably say if, if we don't know other teams' threes and fours, but yeah. this three and four is pretty darn good. One of them helped clinch a game for you last week in Nick Herbig. They both have more than three sacks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Golden and I don't know the exact number, but I, I think it might be three for each. So these guys come after it. These aren't, this is not the Anthony Ciccolo days. Yeah. This is not, these aren't the days where you have nobody there to go ahead and fill in. The The best number three that they've had in a long time um, was probably a guy that went AWOL. And then the other guy would have been Arthur Motes, who was, yeah. In between, he was, yeah, he played both inside and outside. And Arthur Motes was good, but this is a better, this is an upgrade, and this is the best they've ever been. You want TJ Watt in that game, yes. but if you're not going to have them, I, I like the fact that they have these two gentlemen, number 44 and number 51, than where they would have had guys before. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I, and I think Marcus Golden and Nick Herbig have plenty of juice to give. I really do. And and they they might not um, get the quick sacks and, and impact the game from multiple angles like TJ Watt can, but they can hold down one side of the football. And then you just, you just need Alex Highsmith to, to step up his game and be the superstar that they paid him to be uh, opposite Watt and, and really take over. I think he can do that. I think the Steelers do have a shot to, hold down the fort if TJ Watt does have to miss this game. And it's looking like he will. Um, there was a question here um, from uh, Alexis B. Do you think TJ Watt puts on a brace to play? I think that that's what he's going to want to do. That's what he's going to try to do. But I don't think the Steelers are going to let him do that. Um, I don't think that that's wise for your um, moving forward fortunes. But this is playoff. So uh, the mindset may be a little different, Brian. I don't know. What do you think about this? Do you think if there's any chance that he's out there, he's out there, or is this just, they're going to shut him down. They're going to shut him down. Yeah. For this week. If there's another okay. week, yeah. then there's a discussion. And remember, there's a possibility and we don't know this yet. There's a possibility that this game is not played until Monday night. I yeah. am all, I am. I'm not, I can't guarantee it but I could almost come close to guaranteeing that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to ruin one of your weekdays at work next week, not because of losing, <laughs> but they're going to seriously hamper it because they are going to get a primetime game. I am almost certain of it that you will see this team in primetime. So with that being said, JJ Watt has a better chance of playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers this week <laughs> than TJ Watt does. Um, yeah. And, and JJ's not coming. Yeah. 
I agree. I agree with that sentiment 100%. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break on the audio side here. Uh, if you're joining us live, we're obviously not going anywhere. We're going to be right back after this short break and a word from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. The Steelers Q&A will be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we are back here on the Steelers Q&A. It's Jeremy Betts. It's Brian Anthony Davis here talking Steelers in the playoffs and answering your questions. Brian, let's jump right into some more questions. We've talked a little bit about Kansas City and what to expect if the Steelers go uh, have to play KC and do they have a chance? How about if we play the Bills, though? Because that's the other scenario here that uh, by the time some people will be listening to this will have already been decided. But at this point, Sunday night football just getting underway. Uh, we do not know how that's going to play out. Um, if the Steelers do have to travel up to Orchard Park and play Buffalo, let's mention this, 32 degrees, maybe some snow. That is in the forecast for that game right now. Uh, at least the day before, there's going to be some snow for sure. So this is a, a cold weather game in Orchard Park. The Steelers have a young cornerback that has been playing really good football, and he's been shadowing every team's best receiver. He's been asking to do that. The Steelers have allowed him to do that. That would mean it's Joey Porter Jr. versus Stefan Diggs against Buffalo. Do you see the Steelers continuing this trend of traveling if that's the matchup there? And uh, how do you think that JPJ could fare against an all-world wide receiver like Stefan Diggs? This question from Vinny Aguacun. I would think there'd be, it would be a 50-50 matchup. And if you give Diggs, if you go ahead and give Diggs the advantage here, then it's probably 53-47. I think it's mm. a lot closer now. Diggs is all pro. This yeah. guy's a rookie. I get yeah. it. But he was brought in to be a lock, a lockdown guy. Look at uh, the guys in the Pro Bowl right now. Patrick Sertain the second. Also, Sauce Gardner, you know, yeah. these guys that are coming in here, they they're second year players, second or third year players, I believe. Um, Sertain might be a third year player, but Sauce is a second. So these are young guys that are locking it down. I'm not saying that Joey is your lockdown corner, but it's the closest the Pittsburgh Steelers have had in a long time to a lockdown corner. So, yes, you got to keep it going, Jeremy. Yeah, you do. Um, it's It's been what's working, and they need to keep it up. Absolutely. 
Um, let's let's keep talking more generically now about the the Steelers here with a question from Alex Mahoney. Do you think Mason has a short leash if he doesn't play well in the playoffs? I'm going to go ahead and say yes that he should have a short leash because this this needs to be a a hot hand type situation uh, for the Steelers. I I don't think you're married to any one quarterback in, in these playoffs or what however it goes, but also if after the first quarter the Steelers have no points and Mason Rudolph hasn't been doing much, I don't think you bench him. I I think the short leash will come into play is if he starts spraying interceptions all of a sudden or taking strip sacks and and the game is starting to fall away from him uh, from them. But um, that, not saying that the leash won't be short, but he would have to really mess up for that to happen. What do you think, Brian, about this? Let's talk about baseball a second. If it's game seven and you yep. lose, you go home. That's what this is. We've seen Cy Young winners get pulled after two or three innings in the yep. in a game seven because there's no turning back. We have seen Cy Young award winning pitchers also come in out of the bullpen and being starters coming in to save that season. Now, I just said, basically, you I didn't say it, but I was alluding to the fact with TJ Watt, you don't want to kill this guy's career by rushing him back early because of injury. You don't want to bring him in for that reason. But at quarterback, it's a little different because, look, as much as you all want to talk about and the media wants to talk about it, I'm not talking about 2024. I'm not talking about who the starter is. There's... yeah. There's the potential that Kenny Pickett goes into camp next year as the number one. And that's, Absolutely. that's what's probably going to happen. But who cares about tomorrow? We're talking about tonight. And tonight is the 2023 season. Mason Rudolph's in there because he is the hot hand. If he's yeah. not hot, just like you said, yeah, you got to pull him. But here's the difference between football and baseball. You can put that pit. You can't put that pitcher back in, in baseball. Yeah. You can put the pitcher back in in football being your quarterback. You sure can. And you you play with you play how how it's playing out, right? You've got to be open-minded. Mike Tomlin, I think, will be that, but I do think he's gonna announce that um I, I do think he's gonna announce that Mason Rudolph will be the starter. I don't think that there's much discussion uh in that regard to start the week. Now, how things play out in the game, that would be where the discussion uh, keeps going. Um, I, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of questions in here about, um, the future with Mason Rudolph. Do we keep Mason here? Uh, is a question from Mark Tobin. If he does well and wins a playoff game, um, you know, that's a lot of speculation. And obviously what you talked about just now, you know, you, you've got a young quarterback on a rookie contract here that hasn't really had the chance to show what he can do outside of a Matt Canada, system if you want to call it that <laughs> um and you know we've we've got a an offensive coordinator set now with with Sullivan and uh Faulkner who are spinning off of Canada's system and, and putting their own twist on it a little bit but still um the the interim offensive coordinator thing that is that is not what you that's not what you would go into a season with so um you, you know the Steelers have some decisions to make so does Mason Rudolph price himself out of Pittsburgh as a as a fr 
free agent this offseason if he wins a playoff game. I mean, that's a real possibility, too, when you consider all the injuries that there have been and the market for backup quarterbacks that that will probably boom a little bit this year with the amount of injuries that starters have sustained this season. Uh, it may be more of can the Steelers afford to keep Mason Rudolph as opposed to whether or not they want to keep Mason Rudolph. Uh, but how do you feel about this, Brian, just real, real briefly before we get back to more playoff talk? I think Mason Rudolph played his way back on this team in the Cincinnati game because that, because we know, look, yeah, in that Colts game, Mitch Trubisky was fired. <laughs> I mean, he was fired. Yes, he was. He's not he was. coming back. And if he does, I would be completely shocked. I definitely expect them to bring somebody else in, but it's going to come down to dollars. But right now I could tell you Mason Rudolph seems like he is a priority for the Steelers to come to come in at, and keep as a backup. And if he's kept, he's going to be here as a number two. So the reason I'm saying that is you got to think about it the whole time. You we we've talked about this for years. Gardner Minshew is probably one of the best backup quarterbacks in the game. Yeah, Tyler Huntley is a pretty good backup quarterback. You've got a chance to win when those guys are in there. I have always said this, and people laugh at me when I say this. I think there should be a backup quarterback wing in the Hall of Fame. And the reason I say that is because the Broncos had Gary Kubiak for years. And when he yep. came in, when Elway was down, Kubiak was good for them and helped out. Now, especially to help you win a game when a guy goes out in the middle of that game or to win for two or three games in a row. You don't have a backup quarterback in to seize the job for because your quarterback stinks. Maybe that's the yep. situation that a lot of you think right now is happening a lot of you think that he should be the number one next year that's not the discussion the the fact is that he has a job on this team is if he wants to stay and yeah. a lot of you will say well why would he want to stay because they why wouldn't he you know i mean yeah. he nobody else was seeking him out next year uh, last year nobody gave him an offer he came back to the pittsburgh steelers because nobody gave him one so that's the same thing of everybody passing you up in round one of the NFL draft. That means yeah. everybody passes on you. And then they look at, like Joey Porter Jr. Everybody passed on him, including the Steelers. The only ones yeah. that did pass on him are ones that did not have a first round pick. So yeah. what I'm saying there is with Joe, with uh, Mason Rudolph, He's he's probably going to want to stay in a situation that he's familiar with, and he's probably going to want to be the best backup he possibly can be. Because if you pull in Mason Rudolph to another team, you're not pulling him in to be your starter. Right. No, no, no. He would be one of these high end backups that makes 10 11, 12 million a year uh, is what my thought would be if he were to end up going somewhere else. Um, but you know, this is, this is a Steelers team that, that likes the familiarity of, of players as much as maybe these players would as well. And so Mason coming back makes total sense for, for this team, uh, for next year. And, you know, Kathy for a 
makes a good point here. Don't give up on Pickett. Let's see what happens. That's what we got to do. You got to see what happens. Maybe you go into next year with Kenny's your starter. Um, Mason's your backup. And then Kenny gets three or four weeks, you know, and, and you figure out what you got with him with a new offensive coordinator coordinator. And then maybe Mason's kind of your backup plan there. That could be how it goes uh, as well. But what you got, Brian? Hey, I have no problem if there's a huge quarterback controversy, if this team goes to the AFC championship game, goes to the Super Bowl, (laughs) wins the Super Bowl, then let's have that conversation. And I have no problem having that conversation at that time. Then, Then it's a valid conversation. Let's get through these playoffs first before we're worried about that. But to Mark's answer, yeah, you're bringing them back if you can next year. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Hey, let's talk about this real quick here too from Mr. Steeler fan or Mr. Stiller fan. Um, I know it's crazy, he says, but play Mahomes and Arrowhead. Yes. Cold weather for bad receivers like Mahomes ha- is perfect for our defense. That's a good point. Um, Brian, with all the drops that this this Chiefs team has has had this season, that cold weather could play a factor into that. I mean, the more things go here and the more talk that we were able to have. Um, uh, I would, I'm probably leaning more towards wanting to go to play Kansas city than Buffalo, um, at this point. And it's still early in the Buffalo, uh, Miami game. So we don't know how that's going to play out yet, but if the Steelers do end up going to Arrowhead, do you give the Steelers, uh, wide receiver group, the advantage over what we've seen from Kansas city's receivers, as far as being able to make the plays that are there? Yeah, you know, I think, Mr. Fan, you're right on. These are very bad receivers. Now, Blind Squirrel can find a nut. Sun shines on a dog's butt every once in a while, sure. (laughs) But this makes you you crowd Travis Kelsey even more. So this is kind of the more that I think about it. Now, when I was on uh, the uh, postgame show today or the breaking news show, I was like, eh, maybe we want to go to Buffalo. Maybe we want to go to, maybe we want to see the Steelers in Kansas City. I, I just don't know. But the more than I'm reading live chats, the more that I'm thinking about it, I think, I think KC is the the better situation all the way around because this team looks nothing like this team. This team's not winning the Super Bowl last year against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. No. No, they're not doing that. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and, you know, th- the the difference is like ceilings here is what we're talking because, I mean, some of the floors are are pretty similar here between Buffalo and Kansas City. They both can have bad games, but the ceiling just feels higher with Buffalo because of what Josh Allen can do on the ground and um, that defense plays really well. And the Chiefs have a really good defense too. Let's not discount that. Um, how good the Chiefs defense has been this year. It will be very difficult for the Steelers to be able to do much against Kansas City. But um, as far as the o- other side of the football, the Steelers defense facing up against an offense, I would feel better about the KC offense and what they do on the outside. And Isaiah Pacheco doesn't scare me at running back either. The Chiefs offensive line is pretty good, but they're they're not – well, you know, they're they're – actually a really good offensive line uh, there, but they don't scare you um, as much as Buffalo can right now. And so that's why I would be more 
inclined to say let's let's go to Kansas City and see what can happen there but um y- you just never know how it's going to how it's going to turn out for real. Pacheco real does scare me actually. Yeah, I does I, he? I think he does. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will say that. Uh, yeah, I mean he's he's got an interesting skill set. He's very Jalen Warren like, right? I I think that that would be a a good comparison. Both guys that can get on the edge and and have some speed but physical runners. Um not willing to go down type of runners. The Steelers would have to bring their A game as far as tackling goes. Um, but I think that they can do that and 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 be okay in that type of situation. This question from from Tom, I wanted to bring it up since he asked it from Tom Vallejo. Do you think um without TJ Watt we have a chance who takes his place? We talked about Marcus Golden. We talked talked about um Nick Herbig and that, you know, we kind of feel um Brian, you and I together that this team is a little bit better built to withstand a TJ Watt injury. And not that that is what you wanted to happen. Uh, not that it's going to be better for the Steelers to be without TJ Watt by any means, but Tom, since you asked it, uh, we, we went over that in the earlier portion of the show, go check that out. Um, we did, we did come to that conclusion though, that the Steelers are better off this year without uh, TJ Watt than maybe they have been in the past with some of their other rotational rushers. Um, but I, here's a, Oh, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Let, let me jump in. Dave put this in a little bit ago and we uh, passed it up. We didn't get a chance. He said, don't oh, yeah, forget let's... that the Steelers brought in Jalen Smith, late of the Cowboys, late of the Raiders, um, as well to the practice squad just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this is a yeah. guy that uh, is he more of a inside linebacker? Can he play? Outside? Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's played a little bit of both. I, I can't. Please don't quote me on that. I'm, I'm completely sure. But that's an extra defender with uh, fresh legs yeah. right now, too. Um, when you saw Mike Tomlin going through the tunnel yesterday after the game, just repetitive, off the couch, off the couch, off the couch. Yeah. This isn't the off the couch that Sean Spence was in 2017 when Shazier went down. This is a different off the couch. Yep. It it would very much be. Um he he though has like um Pro Bowl pedigree, I believe. Um he just had some I think some knee injuries. I think that that's what really derailed his career in Dallas. Um you know, and then uh, the Raiders took a chance on him because of the pedigree and everything. That would be kind of what the Steelers are are playing off of here uh if they were to give him a shot, but you uh you guys talked about it in the breaking news um show earlier today they've still got to figure out a, a roster spot for miles jack if they want him to play in the playoffs right that's something that they're still gonna still gonna have to do so they've got some shuffling to do on the defensive side absolutely it's it's gonna be interesting this is where uh, uh this is where you've got a really uh, uh this is like the judges on american idol when they have all the faces and they're trying to figure out who goes where, if you've ever seen yeah, that. Yeah, it is. It is. I have a feeling yeah. this is what's <laughs> going to be happening in that room. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a fun thought, for sure. Um, Brian, I'm not seeing any... Uh, oh, here, here's a good... Here's a fun question, c- kind of to wrap us up here a little bit. Um, from Afton, will the team pay Najee and Jalen? I think they've earned it, but running backs are almost disposable in today's NFL um, these kind of seem like glue guys, uh, to a point as well in the locker room. 
Um, so I would say that they make a, a play for both of these guys this off season, but Brian, um, uh, is Jalen Warren's under contract one more year for, for the Steelers or is he, is he coming up on his free agency? I, um, I want to say he's how got the one more year. I don't know how the undrafted free agent contract works. He might be, he could be an exclusive rights free agent sure. possibly. And Najee but, Harris, we know that, uh, this is his third season so he's going into a fourth year and then and then you're talking about a fifth year option i'm going to be perfectly honest with you and afton you're one of my favorites of all time but i don't care this week i don't care until hopefully february just like i don't care about who's starting whether it's mason or whether (laughs) it's kenny and i know mark mentioned well you got to talk about it now we can't you have to talk about either the kansas city chiefs or the Buffalo Bills right now. Yeah. And we're going to know who we're going to be talking about even more. That's a decision. That's going to be a decision. That can't be a decision this week because that would be a major distraction if we're thinking about it. Absolutely. And here on the the Steel Curtain Network, we're going to be all in on this playoff run, however long it lasts for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Oh, Dave Schofield helping answer our question here. He has one more year and then he would be an exclusive rights free agent. That's kind of what I was thinking as well. I think um, and and how the Steelers typically do contracts with unrestricted or um, with undrafted free agents, they probably let him play this out and then they uh, tender him or, or whatever they need to do to retain him after that, if they decide that that is the direction they want to go. So, uh, but Brian, I think we've, we've just about said it all for, for what we're talking about here with the Pittsburgh Steelers being in the playoffs and not knowing where they're going to be yet. Stay tuned. Steel curtain network. We'll, we'll have that updated for you. As soon as we know where the Steelers are going and when they're playing, you will hear it from us. And uh, you can check that out on our social medias, as well as on the steel curtain network.com uh, and check that out. Brian, it's been a lot of fun. Any last thoughts for us before we head out of here? No, I want to say, actually, I do have some final thoughts. I want to say this to the live chat. Live chat, I love you. I think yes. you're absolutely amazing, and we can't do these shows without you. If you're driving down the road and it's on Tuesday and you're listening to this because you listen on our audio only, we love you too. We appreciate you. You might not always agree with what I have to say, and guess what? I think that's fantastic because... The great part about being in this free country that we've been in, everybody has different opinions. One thing that you do that I absolutely love is the fact that you you don't call me an idiot. (laughs) You give me an opportunity to say, okay, I know this sounds crazy, but this is my thought. And I won't do that to you either. either. So thank you so much. Stay original. Always be true to yourself. And thank you for everything that you do for us, because you know what? You drive us. You give, we're, we're no different than you. We have a, we're just blessed to have this platform. We weaseled our way into this platform somehow, and we have it. And we thank you so much. And we represent you as fans. We are part of the fans first network, and we are never going to forget what fans first is all about. So thank you so much. But speaking of fans first network, there's shows that are audio only. You got to check those out. You can't get the fix with Jeremy Betts and Andrew Wilbar here. 
You can't get Here yeah. We Go, the Steelers show on YouTube with Coach Kevin Smith. And if you don't know much about Coach Kevin Smith, the guy is Got a to. clinic every time he opens his mouth. I'm on Gotta that show. I'm on that show. And I should not get top billing. I'm only <laughs> 2% of that show because I ask questions to Kevin. That's the, that's the only reason I'm on that show. He's that darn good. So check out these shows. Check out Let's Ride Tomorrow. Jeff Hartman is, my gosh, I don't know why that guy's not on ESPN. I, 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 don't, I don't know why he doesn't have a national job. And I should not open my mouth right now because maybe they'll come and snag him. And I don't want that to happen. Yeah. So all I'm saying is thank you. We are going to keep bringing it to you as fans. And, but without you all, we don't have this platform. So God bless you. Absolutely. Can't do it without you. I appreciate all of you welcoming me this season to the Q&A as well. My first live show, a series that I've been doing for the Steel Curtain Network. It's been a lot of fun and love having guys like Brian on, like Shannon and Andrew and uh, all the different guys that, that have hopped on with me this season. We've got another game, Steeler Nation, and it is going to be a good one. So, with that, uh, Brian, anything else to, to add here? looks like. He, he yeah. Got Jeremy, it. as, as the podcast producer, I have just renewed your contract. So hey, uh, let's go <laughs> look that, look right that on. by, uh, uh, look that by fax or by, uh, Hogwarts, uh, owl coming to you soon. Sounds great. Uh, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to make sure that I am receiving owl uh, notifications. Uh, I don't know how that works yet. <laughs> Talk to my wife about that. One. <laughs> All Thank right. Hey, that's going to do it right on, right on. That's going to do it for us here on the Steelers Q and a, we appreciate each and every one of you. And thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. Go Steelers. <laughs>